Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and the police with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Going to be partly to mostly sunny with a high of 58 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 60. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Seems like forever and a day since the last time we had the mayor of this great city on the phone with us. Yeah, well, he's in a showdown with me tonight at the Student Prince. Your celebrity bartending again? It's I'm German. He's going to be on my turf. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. the Dom will hold his own. Yeah, it's a uh, celebrity bartending tonight for uh, for Junior Achievement, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that around 6.45 this morning. Uh, we'll also make sure that the emergency rooms are clear, because if anyone gets uh, hurt or injured with all that celebrity bartending, you might want to go to Mercy Medical Center. Dr. Mark Kenton will join us after 8 o'clock today. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, kind of filling me in on... Uh they got a lot of stomach issues going on in the ER lately. Oh, I bet Lots that's... Lots of stomach oh, issues. Geez. And you know what? I feel naked. I feel uh, lost this morning. I don't have my phone. It's the worst feeling ever. I don't even know how I got that far away from my house and didn't realize, oh yeah, I don't have my phone on me. Like, I got maybe 20 minutes uh, on the ride. And you can't go back after you're 20 minutes in. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have been here telling you about this right now. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Yeah! Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 58 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 60. It's uh, 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Before you go any further, I just uh, want to read you a headline, the clickbait headline of this morning that I just stumbled upon. Yeah. A Wisconsin restaurant employee messed up a hamburger order, so the customer shot him in the face. It's like, click here to find out more. <laughs> what a bad burger maker. I'll have what he's having. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Ah, I, I feel horrible for this girl. Amanda Bynes. Yeah, it gets worse and worse. Yeah, she's been placed on a psychiatric hold after walking the streets of downtown L.A. early Sunday morning completely naked. Uh, according to an eyewitness, Amanda waved down a car and told them that she was coming down from a psychotic episode. Then she called 911 on herself. Luckily, she's not hurt, and she's currently hospitalized receiving care. She was supposed to appear at the 90s con last weekend in Connecticut, but dropped out because of the undisclosed illness. Uh, her ex-fiancé, Paul Michael, says she stopped taking her meds and that she's wild. That's a... I, you're coming... When you come down off your own psychotic episode and realize, oh my God, I'm like, what am I doing? I can't account for the last nine days. Ugh. But you know what? I mean, this... Unfortunately, this happens a lot. You're on the antipsychotic medication. Yeah. You're feeling good. And then suddenly you say to yourself, I don't need all this medication. I'm feeling terrific. Yeah. And then you stop taking your medication and then you realize, oh, that's the reason I need to take this medication. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I get it now. But the 74 uh, psychological hold is the reason why I need to take it. But uh, luckily she's okay. But just to have to, you know, the idea of you realizing you're in. 
you're in a psychotic episode going, oh, uh, gee, I didn't mean to be out here uh, and completely naked on the streets of Los Angeles. Does somebody have a coat? Yeah. Somebody want to go to Starbucks? Let's get a latte. Let's get something. Let's refresh. But, but first, give me a towel yeah. or a blanket. Someone uh, someone pooed in the aisle next to Hillary and Chelsea Clinton last week at a performance of Some Like It Hot on Broadway. A source said this is the fourth. Well, that's ironic. Isn't it? A, a source, yeah. A source said this is the fourth time that's happened. Fourth time it's happened at the show, or fourth, or fourth time, time it's happened, happened to, to them. Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. I don't know. Where was the usher? Uh, maybe it was Usher that was doing. I don't it. know. Yeah, I don't know. A source spoke with the uh, with the manager who said this is the fourth time that's happened. So either someone is literally pooping in the aisle or they're dumping poop they smuggled into the theater. But another source claims it was just an unfortunate accident suffered by an elderly person. Whatever the case, the staff cleaned it up and the show went on as scheduled. Well, the show must go on. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you want Hillary and Chelsea having a bad time at a show. <laughs> you know? Well, as I'm sure they paid... You know, yeah, through the nose for those tickets. I'm sure they did. Gwyneth Paltrow is being sued for hit and run, and the trial starts today. The thing is, the hit and run happened on a ski slope in Park City, Utah. A man named Terry Sanderson claims that Gwyneth slammed into him back in 2016. If Gwyneth Paltrow slammed into me, I'd be telling everybody. You wouldn't be taking her to court. That's right. Causing him to suffer a concussion and broken ribs. He says uh, Gwyneth didn't even stop. She just left him lying there. I could actually see that happening. She's apparently supposed to be a colossal jerk. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I've never seen any evidence of that. To make uh, things even worse, Anderson said that a ski instructor accused him of uh, co- accused him of causing the crash and filed a false report with the ski resort blaming him. He uh, sued Gwyneth for $3.1 million, but a judge ruled that he's not entitled to punitive damages, so the most he can get is $300,000. Which, she just sells a couple of those... Uh, Pretty crotch smelling uh, uh, lotions that she's got there, and one then, those, uh, yeah, one or two bleaching kits, and she's got that all paid off. She, she's ready to rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the 1998 thriller Wild Things is pretty legendary for its sexual content, but one thing you didn't see is a grind session between Kevin Bacon and Matt Dillon. What? But it, but it almost happened. Director John McNaughton says that in the original version of the script, Kevin and Matt do get it on, but the scene was scrapped because one of them objected. He didn't say which one, but Matt said in a 2005 interview that he was, quote, relieved when they got rid of that scene, and he added that Kevin, quote, seemed pretty attached to it. Yeah, I can see Kevin Bacon be the one going, no, 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 let's let's do this let's one, Let's do it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always appreciated your work there, Matt. Now, would you mind if I hump your leg for a while? Yeah, I really like your talentless career. Uh, what, are you ta- what are you talking about, Matt Dillon? What he, he was—he was a—he was like uh, the, the the Marlon Brando of my generation. You're like six months apart. Nevertheless, there's a scene in the new Amazon Prime show Swarm that was inspired by one uh, of creator Donald Glover's real life hookups. Co-creator Janine Neighbors said, "Quote." Donald told this very funny story about a girl who he really liked and how after they hooked up, he was standing there with a bowl of cherries just being like, hey. She was like, so not into it because it's weird to hook up with a guy that you barely know and then wake up to him holding a bowl of cherries. I was like, I'm stealing that. And Donald was like, all right, so I just ran with it. 
Okay. Isn't that how most like <laughs> stories and, and TV shows are written? You're writing from personal experiences? I guess. The uh, scene in the show swaps out a bowl of cherries for strawberries, and instead of Donald Duck, it's a naked Rory Culkin. Much better idea. Taylor Swift's new live show includes a pretty cool stage dive, but it's not what you think. Taylor doesn't jump into the crowd. She dives into a hole on the stage as if she's diving into a swimming pool. Then a pre-recorded video makes it look like she's swimming under the stage until she pops back up at the other end of the stage. Obviously, she's landing on some sort of padding when she dives, although someone on social media suggested there's a McDonald's ball pit down there, and until it's proven (laughs) otherwise, that is what I choose to believe. She can afford a ball pit. I, I'm sure. Listen, she. Uh, this is this is how a thousand dollars worth of a ticket to a Taylor Swift will get you. It'll get you a virtual swimming show. Yeah, and if you're you know complaining because you have to pay more than a hundred bucks to see a show. Yeah. Well, then you're going to get a show that's definitely worth less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. You're not you're, going to get this kind of entertainment. You're getting a you're getting a a, a theatrical performance. It's not just singing. No, you don't want to just see her on a stage singing songs, do you? No. Why would anybody want to go to a concert to see that? No way. Well, that was like the old Madonna concerts. Like, nobody went to see Madonna just, just for the music. They went to see her uh, choreography and all that other stuff. It's the same reason why people go to a Taylor Swift show. Kim Kardashian is really getting heat for being a bad luck charm in Paris. Really? Yeah. She always had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much heat was when Ray J gave me a case of the Krabby Panties with his carny corn in that <laughs> sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. Do they sell that at the Big E? The carny corn? The carny corn? Yeah. Well, you just stay there late enough at night one time at night. You can <laughs> get some for free. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had the shiitake mushroom grip. I got faced whack with the chundle flap. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we listen to that Jethro Tull song, Grundle in the Jungle. <laughs> or oh, that's Grundle in, in the, the Jungle. jungle. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I'm here with Victor from Aquapump. And Victor, I got something for you. Here, smell this. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's some news for you. Just a few short days after being slapped with an arbitration lawsuit for the termination of their previous head coach, Mike Anderson, St. John's University will announce today that they have hired former Iona, Louisville, Celtics, Kentucky, Knicks, Providence, and BU head coach Rick Pitino. That's right. St. John's, despite firing their previous head coach with $11 million remaining on his contract, have hired former UMass alum Rick Pitino with an alleged six-year deal worth an undisclosed amount of money. Undisclosed until Mike Anderson finds out exactly what he's owed. Now, you might say, hey, Baxi, not that anyone really cares what happens at St. John's, but isn't this the same guy that was uh, said he had no idea how his own recruits were involved in illegal pay-for-play deals with Adidas at Louisville? And isn't this the same guy that was suspended for five games in 2016 after it was revealed that incoming recruits were being lured into signing with Louisville during parties jammed with strippers and prostitutes? And wasn't this also the same guy who was the target of an extortion plot that was set up by a woman that he was having sex with at a Louisville area restaurant why yes in fact it's the same exact guy now i don't know an awful lot about the immediate saint john's campus but i'm pretty sure 
that despite the school being a private Catholic university in Queens, which charges more than $67,000 a year to attend, has plenty of available restaurants to have sex in. And I'm also pretty sure that strippers and prostitutes are never more than just a phone call away. And although college athletes can now enjoy all the previously impermissible endorsement opportunities, there's still going to be plenty of ways for Rick Pitino to act like a total scumbag as he builds a national powerhouse in the Big East. And really, isn't that the thing that matters? Sure, rules look good on paper, but they ain't going to stop you from knocking boots on the tabletops of your local Outback Steakhouse. Not when you got Rick Pitino in town with a six-year contract, you don't. But hey, and if I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know what Nikki likes? Color. Nikki's created with color. That's why Nikki works in the paint department of the East Lawn Rockies. See Nikki for your paint project. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, and they're always looking for one more. Apply now at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 60. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, His Excellency Mayor Donick Sarno will be joining us a little bit later on this hour. Yes. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. Isn't it ever? And uh, I hope, uh, you know, I did give the uh, the proper number yesterday via email to his, uh, to his guy, Bill Baker. Yeah. But I don't have my phone, so I don't know, uh, you know, if I'm going to get a confirmation or not. Whether I mean, so I, and and I'm sure he's going to call at the time that I told him at the number I gave him. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, the mayor often calls you on your cell phone. So yeah. if there's a problem, you can be calling and calling. Yeah. And, uh, and nobody's going to answer. No. Right. Buddy or Champ will answer and go, who's this? And he'll be like, no, who's this? And she'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I find that whenever I forget my phone and it's almost a, a, like a scarce yeah. rarity. Yeah. I feel naked. I feel I, like I, I'm, I'm like I'm in the woods completely naked and exposed. I do, too. And for some reason, like I couldn't fall asleep last night. I was having like uh, one of those nights where it's like 11 o'clock and I'm still looking at the clock and I'm like, why am I not tired? Why haven't I fallen asleep yet? Mm hmm. So then I'm like dragging butt getting out of bed this morning, yeah. and uh, you know you're putting uh, you're getting things ready, you're brushing teeth, uh, you're doing a uh, grundle wash, you're doing uh, you're doing all kinds of things in the morning uh, to get ready. Man, I don't know why we're talking about your phone. I could talk about your grundle wash I, all day long. Well, it's I go to Gill's grundle wash and uh, and and breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough combo. It's, it's, right there. it's the pits, uh, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I left the phone at home, and I'm like, I didn't even notice it until I got 20 minutes away from the house, and I'm like, there's no way I can turn around and go back because that's 40 minutes now. I'm out of my way if right. I, if I go back, so I'm like, I'll just wing it and do without the phone today. Uh, but it's like debilitating, and I I don't I feel like I need to pick up pick up the phone every five seconds. Don't don't you kind of feel like you're just itching to get out of here to go back home for and for no other reason than to be closer to your phone? I'm having anxiety yes. that I don't have my phone how, because it's a major uh, point of communication for me. How messed up is that? That not to not have a phone with you at all times causes 
a level but, of anxiety. But society has made it that way. We, we've made it to the point, like, there's no excuse you shouldn't be contacting somebody back because you don't have your phone. Sure, but you realize that many people will say, okay, maybe it's society. Yeah. But it's also you who's falling into that. It's, it's your own addiction. Oh, yeah, it's not, yeah. you, can, you can blame society all you want. It's really, it's really yeah. your issue. You know, and I'm, and I'm sitting here Googling things about not having your phone, and I'm reading this thing from the New York Times uh, about this guy who gave up his phone. And, and, and one of the things that he says that was, uh, that was bothering him was, and, I, and this happens to me too, this is why I can't watch TV shows. I have too much distraction going on because I use my phone so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sit there and watch a movie without looking at my phone. Like, like, like I'm pretty disciplined when I go out. I, I'm, I'm courteous when I go, like, to a movie theater. Sure. I will not touch the phone during the movie theater. But if I'm at home, I'm freely just picking it up and looking at it, and that's why I don't pay attention to stuff. I'm always buzzing with notifications. Yeah. I get, like, notifications for every little thing. And, when I, and you know, I, there's a part of me that says... I probably should change that. Yeah. But I don't want to be disconnected from the world. You know, I grew up uh, for many years of my life being connected to nothing. And it was okay. You know, I think about that and I'm like, but we also had different means of communication. Like, even though you didn't have a phone with you all the time, you could still call somebody. Yeah. You know, that was like uh, the way you used to do that. Uh, you don't do that. Well, I mean, there used to be a day, and this goes back so many years. And there was pay phones. Right. Where I had to rely on, on, on that kind of technology, but yeah. also I would have to buy, like, a newspaper every day just to do this job. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that I mean, I started here back in, it was 18 years ago this year that I started. And I remember, I think it was like 2007, and having the newspapers delivered here every single morning. Yeah. And uh, having certain people get upset because the Boston Herald didn't come that day. Uh, <laughs> God forbid we didn't have uh, one right. of the 20 newspapers that we had. But we used to have stacks and stacks of newspapers that would fill the studio in here. Yeah. And we didn't recycle. No, we didn't recycle at all for some reason. Why? You always need to go back. Okay, you can go to the library and go on the microfiche. <laughs> is that like that's an outdated yeah thing that's that's, too, that's definitely outdated but uh yeah i feel i feel like i'm uh like i'm missing something i'm missing something from my life remember uh this goes back a couple of years ago where i had a malfunction with my iphone and i had to go to like the verizon store yeah. or the uh, the apple store to get it to get it serviced and I think I, I think well, I think went to the Verizon store, went to the one on Boston Road, mm-hmm. you know, Boston and uh, and Parker. Well, you know, I only lived in East Longmeadow at the time, but I have never been so anxious to get to a Verizon store in my life. Yeah, it was like just the ride from East Longmeadow to Boston oh, Road yeah. was like a thousand miles. Like I was, you know, traversing through Mount Everest to finally get to the peak to get this twenty-three-year-old kid to just reboot my phone and that's all i needed to do yeah, yeah. but nevertheless i was like so connected to that phone i know the idea of spending one more so- one more second without it was intolerable i'm getting i'm getting the shakes getting, yeah oh man i'm getting withdrawals yeah you thank do. god for the internet it's, a, it's you know what i'll tell you what if we had like like shock therapy here in this building yeah i would suggest it
You can't, the only way to get through this. The only thing is you can't look at dirty stuff here at the computers at work. I know. They, they monitor you, our they every step. They won't let you. <laughs> Why? Why do you want to look at uh, at uh, boob tube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be working and doing things. I am. I'm researching. It's six twenty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Pro cop. It's six thirty-one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic Five for twenty-eight days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Springfield Police Department says a newborn baby was abandoned at a home in the Forest Park neighborhood sometime Friday night into Saturday morning. Uh, the baby boy is believed to have been left at home on Entrybrook Drive sometime between 9 p.m. and 12.40 a.m. When discovered, he was wrapped in blankets and placed in a car seat. Uh, Ryan Walsh said the newborn was transported to Bay State Medical Center and his recovery thus far has been positive. Police are now trying to locate the mother of the infant, who may need medical assistance. They're asking anyone who lives on Entrybrook Drive to check home cameras and report anything suspicious that may have occurred over the past week, especially on Friday night. Anyone with information is asked to call the Detective Bureau at uh, 787-6355. I could give you all the the details on how to call. This isn't one of these, um, or maybe it is, one of these safe haven type of situations. No, the safe haven would be going to a fire station or a police station and dropping the baby off. The safe haven is not, uh, you know. Uh, Are you sure? I'm very sure. All right. I've heard that uh, many times that uh, you can take a child, uh, I don't know, it's infant-wise, and bring it to a fire station and say, here, here's a new mascot. <laughs> I don't think you drop off a baby to be a mascot. You don't think they uh, they put the baby in the boot? I don't. And then, like, put the no. hat on it, and the baby's waving as they go to fires down the street? As wonderful as that is for the photo opportunity, I don't think that's a, a mascot situation. My, my point is that there's places to do this, and you kind of makes you wonder uh, what, what was going on with this person who left their baby uh, behind. Are they yes. suffering a psychotic episode, as we were just talking about uh, about a half hour ago? The uh, the sad part about this, story, and there's m- many sad parts about this story, but you know the the, I mean the kid had been exposed to the cold, you know, cold weather. You know, the skin was cracking. I mean, it, you know, there was some health things going on with this uh, with this uh, with this baby. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully they figure out what's going on. But yeah. the good news is the baby's safe, and it's uh, it's get it's. Getting healthy. Uh, a man was seriously injured in a shooting Monday afternoon in uh, Forest Park. That shooting took place around 4.05 p.m. near 100 Belmont Ave. When police responded to reports of gunshots, they uh, located the victim who had serious injuries. He was brought to Bay State for treatment. Springfield police remained on the scene of the shooting. The crime is being investigated by the department's detective bureau. And no other details of that. Uh, the 43-year-old East Longmeadow man accused of using his cell phone to film an underage girl while she used a dressing room is out on $50,000 bond. Felix Ramirez, a lieutenant with the Connecticut Department of Correction, waived his right to an extradition hearing in Palmer District Court before being brought to the Enfield Police Department on Friday. Uh, it's according to uh, Enfield Police Lieutenant Keith Parent. Uh, East Longmeadow Police arrested Ramirez on March 10th on voyeurism and disorderly conduct charges stemming from an incident at Plato's Closet in Enfield based on an arrest warrant issued out of out of Enfield. Police were called to the clothing store on Hazard Avenue on March 5th after a man, later identified as Ramirez, allegedly stuck his phone under the divider of a dressing room to film a partially dressed underage girl, according to the arrest warrant. 
The uh, ju- juvenile yelled for her boyfriend when she saw the phone, which she later told police she identified as an iPhone that had a red light and numbers ticking on the screen. She realized that the phone was filming her and that she screamed and at the person on the other side of the divider. She confronted the man outside the dressing room, who she described to police as a white man with blue eyes and wearing a red zip-up sweatshirt. They briefly spoke before he left the store, got into his car and left, but the person who called the police had taken down his Massachusetts license plate number. Later that same day, two Enfield officers and one from East Longmeadow arrived at Ramirez's home after they reviewed surveillance footage from Plato's closet. Ramirez admitted uh, to police that he visited the store earlier that day, and police noted that he wore the red zip-up sweater, Mm. the very zip-up sweater, in the video. Well, that sounds like a clue. He uh, reportedly denied using his cell phone in the changing room, but police uh, wrote they noticed an iPhone in his hand while speaking with officers. They asked to to see Ramirez's recent photos, and he disappeared into the house and came back with a different phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on one second. You'll... Oh, no, this is Delete, 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 delete. This isn't the phone I was using to, to, to do upskirt videos. It was this phone. There were less than 10 remaining photos <clears throat> on the device, and the observing officer wrote he believed the photos were outdated due to a change in Ramirez's appearance. Police asked Ramirez about the iPhone, but he allegedly responded that it was his son's tablet, and he allegedly refused to let police look at it. He then said he wanted to contact an attorney before going back inside. Uh, four days later, Enfield police issued a warrant for his arrest. He's scheduled to appear in uh, state superior court on March 28th. He's a lieutenant assigned with the Carl Robinson Correctional Institute mm. in Enfield. Isn't that place closing? <clears throat> uh, I think it is. Now, um, listen, I understand that there are dudes out there that love being you know, voyeuristic, love looking at the naked people, like mm. real naked people. But, you know, you have uh, the Internet full of adult content that should be enough for you rather than, you know, interfering with someone's privacy. Uh, yeah, there's, I, I just don't see it. I just don't. I mean, I realize that some people do. That's their thing. But it's like, dude, you are violating somebody in order to get your 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 jollies. Well, How messed like, up is that? Isn't like, uh, isn't there like some? Uh, I guess the jollies don't. You don't get off on the. You don't get the jollies if if it's not real. You know, like you know, there's like there's websites out there where there's people pretending that stuff happens. Right. For the people who want to have that fantasy. Yeah, like the guy who looks for the keyhole and sees all kinds of things going on behind the closed door. Fisheye sees all. That's right. Uh, But yeah, uh, I don't think he would, maybe he wouldn't be satisfied with something like that. Like this guy needs the (sighs) thrill of actually going out in public and doing this. I'm actually glad he got caught. No, I am too. Uh, I would if I wanted to, I wanted to see what the boy I I was waiting for the boyfriend to come out and beat the crap out of that guy. Yeah, I'm kind of I, that's uh I was thinking the same thing. If the boyfriend was in the store, yeah. Well, it's also an underage girl, so I'm sure that the, he's a kid. I would I would think. But even if a kid yeah. knew that somebody was uh, you know violating a boyfriend girlfriend. You would think that fists would be evident. Okay, you're talking about children versus an adult. All right. Uh, yes, I you know. know. Uh, you know. Yeah, an adult, but an alleged scumbag adult. Well, uh, yeah, there's he's allegedly a scumbag. Yes, but allegedly. Still, 
Rescue crews were called to a five-car crash on Route 20 and Sibley Avenue in West Springfield Monday evening. According to the West Springfield Fire Department, it happened on Route 20 and Sibley Avenue at around 5.30 p.m. Just so we had to reiterate what I just said in the first sentence. Yeah, because we need to fill lines. Yeah, that's right. Uh, There's no word yet on any injuries or the cause of the accident. 22 News reached out to the West Springfield police and waiting to hear back. Look at that. Two organizations who don't give details on anything trying to talk to each other. (laughs) Hey, hey, we didn't see anything. And you're not going to see anything. Now get out of here, you little news reporter. (laughs) Yeah, there's no other information on that. Five car accident. I, I'm, I'm trying to see if there's, I mean, I don't even know if there's a light there or if, if it's much of an intersection off of Westfield Street. I don't know. Sibian Avenue? I never, uh, Sibley? Sibs. No, no, Not no. Sibian Avenue? Are you sure? <clears throat> yes. Well, I'm, ju- I'm just saying it could be. Hey, did you uh, did you celebrate the spring equinox? I did not Monday, celebrate much of anything yesterday. Monday marked the uh, start of spring, and uh, many observed the equinox over at the uh, University of Massachusetts uh, Amherst Sunwheel. The exact time of the equinox this year was 5.24 p.m. These sunwheel events mark the astronomical change of seasons when days and nights are nearly equal in length everywhere in the world, which is the source of the term equinox for equal night. Yes. That's my spring haiku. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, bohemian of you. Uh, so the sun wheel is something we call a calendar device. We actually see the, we actually see the sun. Hold on. We see the sun actually as it changes throughout the year, explained UMass professor uh, of astronomy, Stephen Schneider. Oh, Schneider. Was he uh, cleaning Mrs. Romano's pipes up there, too? <laughs> Does he wear that tool belt that's kind of like down around his hip? Hey, Mrs. Hey, Mrs. Romano. Hey, it's the it's the equinox tonight. Are eh? you girls going to go up to the roof and watch? <laughs> Other structures around the world mark this uh, astronomical change, such as the uh, pyramid at uh, Shishen. I don't even know how to say that. Shishen? It's uh, in Mexico. I ha- uh, I don't even C-H-I-C-H-E-N. know. C H I C H E N. Is that not Chichen Itza? Shishen? Shishen? Shishen. Shishen. No, no, no. That's that uh, that's that Chinese restaurant down here. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Jack Chen. No, no, no. You're thinking of that guy, the martial arts expert uh, who was in all those movies with Chris Tucker. No, no, no. That's Jackie Chen. Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. All right. You're you thinking, know what? You can't even play this game. You're, you're thinking of uh, of of uh, <laughs> Broadway queen who starred in Hello, Dolly. It's Carol Channing. Oh, no, it's Carol Channing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, when Lindsay Gustafson began working as a pipe fitter about 12 years ago, there was not a there was often not another woman on her job sites. Today, it's completely different, she said. Women are still far outrepresented by men, but their presence is growing, particularly at construction jobs run by longtime Northampton contractors D.A. Sullivan and Sons. The family-owned company was recognized Monday by the UMass uh, Amherst for its role in helping more women enter the male-dominated construction industry. Construction has not always been about the most equitable workforce, said Barbara Kranaki, executive director of the UMass Building Authority. D.A. Sullivan said she uh, was proudly leading the way opening up opportunities for women to work in construction. Women represent about 10% of workers in the construction industry. It's kind of hot, actually. 
Well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, to be quite frank, can I be frank? You can be anybody you want. All right. To be quite frank, uh, a woman can fit a pipe every bit as good as a man. There's nothing uh, about fitting a pipe that says, oh, that's man's work. No, 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 no. No, pipe fitting can be of any gender. So's laying cable. Yeah, laying cable. Ladies could lay cable. Sure, why not? I'm sure a lot of ladies would like to be involved in laying cable. Um, but I think this is a positive. This is a positive thing. This is a you know exposing a job that has typically been uh, run by men, and now you're opening it up. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm just saying, uh, things might run a little more efficiently around the job site if you know what I'm talking about. Listen, I have uh, I have no problem with being a stay-at-home husband. I could live that life very happily yeah I, it would take me no transition time at all nor would i get bored or antsy i, w- I wouldn't mind doing that hell no oh, i'll stay home you do all the heavy lifting honey how was your day fitting pipes yeah you the, see what i'm saying the problem is she you know she's all of a sudden at noontime she's having a liquid lunch because she stayed out too late the night before. Hey, and, you know uh, what? She's had she's a hard to pick up her kids on the weekends and she's gotta get out of here by three o'clock. She's had a hard day at work. She deserves a liquid lunch. I gotta go to the McDonald's and pick up my kids. That's where I meet my <laughs> ex wife. But I can't have a butt heavy today because she'll know that I was drinking when I get there. I gotta I... wait till after I pick up the kids and then bring them Man, home. Then I gotta have the butt heavies. Yeah. You're a Pioneer Valley Fork. I like how we're making up stories about <laughs> uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 58. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 60. 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's 647 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Our next guest can pick up a missed call. <laughs> On the phone with us, the uh, the mayor of this great city, Dominic Sarno. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Bax. I'm glad you're feeling better. And, of course, to uh, Steve, uh, Bax will be with your good-time friends at the uh, the fort tonight. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, if I, I could have made a, a lot of money at the Holyoke-St. Uh, Patrick's Day Parade uh, with the mayor, Dom Dom Chance. But then, of course, I'd have to give you guys a cut of it, too. But... Uh, it uh, really resonated, and a uh, uh, great crowd. But we froze, you know, we froze our uh, asses off in there. But it was a great, great parade. You, you, you can have that name absolutely free. I don't, I don't want any residuals. What I, what I want to know is when you're walking down the streets of Holyoke, you're like, glad I'm not doing this town. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, the proud people of the Paper City and uh, America, Garcia, Josh, good young man, does a good job over there, uh, moving that uh, city uh, forward. So, but tonight. You and me, baby. Tonight. Support for J.A. And I just did recently did a celebrity bartending, too. You know what was the most popular drink I had to make uh, with the help of the bartenders? A whiskey smash. Uh, I don't know, uh, Steve, if you're familiar with that, but I had to make like about a half a dozen of those whiskey huh. smash. Yeah, I've been smashed on whiskey yeah. before. You know, yeah. that's the thing about celebrity bartending. It's like, you know, when some... When somebody real cocky comes up to you and wants you to make like a real complicated drink, like if you're going to be at the student prince and someone says, uh, Mayor, make me a chauvinet, I'd say, to hell I'm going to make you a chauvinet. How about a beer or an ice water? That's what I'm here for. That's absolutely right. But you know what? The bartenders, uh, uh, they really help us out a lot. It's for a great cause, uh, JA, and they, they do a lot of, with the youth of uh, Springfield and surrounding areas. So 
I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's good to have some laughs and be able to laugh at ourselves, and we hope to see a lot of people out there. Uh, again, no donation is too small or too large, and but it'll be uh, Steve and I head to head there, Mayor Dom Dom and uh, Steve Nagel. So yeah. we'll be. I think we're going six o'clock to seven. I believe. Am I correct? Yeah, and I, I think you're right. And I also, uh, I, I know I'm going to raise more money than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> As long as money's raised, that's uh, that's the whole point. Yes, that's but I, I just want to show you how much I, I know you, you're strong. You, you know you can do uh, Jenga with Stonehenge and all that other good stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I can raise the most money. I, I think we can. And, and and yes, it is for a great cause. So it'll it'll yeah, be it fun is. tonight. And I, I got to thank you guys because you know when you listen to the news or you watch TV or this or that and. And uh, uh, the internet, social, it's all negativity. And I'll tell you, you can't put a price tag on uh, the laughs that you give us every morning. Uh, and we all need that. We all need that. And we can't take ourselves too serious at uh, times. But this is going to be a great cause. We'll have a great time. And there's always a, a festive crowd at Bax's Good Time Friends for Yes, absolutely. There. My Good Time Friends, I'm sure, will be all there with their stacks of fat cash looking to help uh, junior achievement. You know, uh, some Marquette ball players too. Oh, oh no! Oh, believe yeah. me, believe you me when they're trying to hide from the public right now. Um, so let's go. What's going on in the city? I know that uh, you know a couple weeks ago there was talk about uh, you know what's going to happen with the with the Eastfield Mall. Um, you know, there's a, there's talk about maybe turning it into housing or you know something else. Is there any developments with that right now? Uh, right now, I, the next step will be before going before the city council. It is an exciting development. I have to be respectful of the uh, the new ownership, what they're looking to do, reinventing malls, which are being reinvented all across the country. The work they've done with similar properties uh, across the country has been very, very good. My major concern, my number one concern, I voiced that to the uh, development group when I met with them a, a couple times with my chief development officer, Tim Sheen, was the, the existing businesses in there that uh, at the forefront that they need to be uh, very helpful when it comes to the relocation aspect and and I'm uh, hoping that they could stay in the city of Springfield. Some have storefronts, some are kiosks, but uh, everybody agrees that uh, something uh, uh, had to be done with the Eastfield Mall. Things have changed and evolved. When you look at it, um, the malls originally hurt the downtown areas. Downtown areas, uh, with the moves we made, are start, starting to come back again. But you have to make it almost like a village-type uh, uh, complex. Yeah. And, uh, I'll wait for them. Believe me, I wish I could say something yesterday on it, but they are. Uh, it's an exciting development with some uh, uh, major hooks and some uh, different types of village-type aspects, and uh, you know we'll go from there. So I think the next move is that they go before the city council, which I would assume that would be a no-brainer uh, for the city council to uh, uh, pass that on the land use issue, and then we'll get uh, get things going. But. Right now, um, I know the EDC is involved uh, to uh, uh, assist with the, the relocation type uh, aspects, and I like to keep uh, all of you know some of those businesses here in the city of Springfield. Some are storefronts, some are just uh, kiosks. But uh, let's see what we could do here. You, you couldn't you couldn't move a business kiosk in the middle of say like Page Boulevard or uh, Dwight Street. You know, we could we could do that too. We could be innovative and do that too, and. Uh, but we want to make sure that the, the this, it's an exciting uh, project, and uh, again, I'm being respectful of the uh, the ownership and management uh, for them to unveil it and make the formal announcement. So I, I look forward to that. And but in the meantime, 
we want to make sure that the uh, businesses up there uh, receive the proper relocation aspects from uh, the current ownership and, and uh, management, and I'd like to see them stay in the city of Springfield, too. And possibly some could come back uh, to the mall, too. Yeah. You got a uh, pretty busy day today. I mean, not only are you doing the uh, the bartending thing at uh, the Student Prince uh, tonight, but uh, this morning at ten, you're going to be. Uh, it's it was something with the uh, the Springfield Women's uh, Commission. Tell us about uh, what's going on with that. International uh, Women's uh, uh, Month and Day, and we had I'd done something earlier uh, with uh, a Latina group, and uh, this is something with the uh, the council, and they'll have some uh, international uh, women there, and just. Uh, Brief to congratulate them and to thank them for the continued efforts and a little citation and proclamation uh, moving forward with the council. So it's uh, Catery Walsh uh, heads up that uh, women's commission. So uh, I'll be stopping by there uh, on that. And then I got to be warming up, you know, in between work. I got to be warming up for uh, the celebrity bargain. Yep. It's going to be a tough battle with Steve Nagel. Tough. You know, I I saw you down on the street corner the other day peeling onions, and the onions were crying. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified yeah. what I was doing on the street corner there. So that, that's yeah. good on that. Yeah, just peeling onions. I wasn't suggesting anything else. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Every morning, uh, you guys make me laugh, and it's good to be able to laugh at oneself. And we need that more and more of that in, in the uh, the world right now. It's just negativity seems to grab the headlines, and uh, there's plenty more good out there than there is negative stuff that. Uh, goes on. I heard after you were born, you drove your mother home because you wanted her to get some rest. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> You're on the roll, Steve. Yeah. You You're go down. Uh, you take a nap. You had a long couple of days. All right, go back. All right. I'll I... see you, I'll see you uh, tonight, then. All right. oh, I thought we were done. We're yeah, done. We need a hook there. That was like a hint. Yeah, that that was should have we should have went out on the last, <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mayor, we will talk to you very soon. Best of luck Glad tonight. You're feeling better, back. Thank uh, you, Steve. I'll see you tonight. You Ready got it, go. sir. Very good. All right. Come Ma- on down to the fort, JA. Great. It's a great youth development organization. Come on down, have some laughs, make some donations, and and watch. Uh, Steve Nagel and I uh, take each other on there for a good cause, for a good cause. Very good. I'm, I'm going to lay you down, out down, in the name of out. charity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank care. you, sir. <laughs> Mayor Dominic Sarno. It's 656 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a million years ago when former NHL All-Star sensation Danny Briere used to play for the Springfield Falcons? Boy, I sure do. He was just a bright-eyed, innocent young man back then, filled with optimism, enthusiasm, and a cocksure swagger that made him all the rage during his storied eight-year-long NHL career. So what's that guy up to today? Well, I'm delighted to tell you that Danny is now the interim general manager for the Philadelphia Flyers. And while the Flyers aren't exactly having their best year on the ice this season, I can tell you this. Danny has certainly got his hands full, not just with the team, but also with his dopey son, Carson, who was just hit with three misdemeanor charges this week for mischief and disorderly conduct. What the hell did the kid do? Well, it's like this. Carson Briere, like his dad, is also a hockey player currently playing at Mercyhurst University in Philadelphia. According to reports, Carson Briere is in trouble after a video was posted online of him pushing a wheelchair down a flight of stairs. Now, 
Having been a college student myself, I can tell you, this is a moderately benign action taken by a very stupid young man. Had there been somebody in the wheelchair at the time, this might have been a different story. This might have been a different story had the owner of the wheelchair been stuck in the second floor without a wheelchair. This also might have been a different story if the wheelchair had hit somebody on the way down. But after reviewing the video no less than 300 times this morning, I see none of those factors involved here. However, he will still be charged because he caused $2,000 of damage to the chair. Now, not for nothing. During my five and a half years of college, I probably caused significantly more damage to private property than Danny Breer's kid ever dreamed of. What I did not do was place most of my reckless acts of vandalism on social media. That's where you make your biggest mistake. Well, that and causing $2,000 in damage to a wheelchair. Nevertheless, isn't it nice to know that even a swell young man like former Springfield Falcon Danny Briere can still raise a kid who's just as stupid as the rest of us? I find that sort of comforting. But hey, and if I'm I yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn. Go to Rocky's, get Scott's four-step, apply it early, uh, early spring, late spring, midsummer, and fall. It's almost time for step one. And Scott's four-step happens to be only 100 bucks right now at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and 38 Special with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 61. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. How about a little Am I the A-hole? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? I, some, am, uh, I am ready. A little bit of crazy crazy here going on this morning. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I the a-hole? For yes. Not, yeah, well, I know I am. But uh, am I the a-hole for not punishing my seven-year-old daughter for her play relationships? My husband and I have a seven-year-old daughter together, uh, Layla. A few months ago, Layla got uh, a boyfriend, Lucas. They're both seven, so it's obviously not a real relationship. They just hold hands sometimes, and they drew each other hearts for Valentine's Day. Okay. This week, Layla was apparently holding hands with another boy who also sent Layla a Valentine's Day love letter, and Lucas took offense to that. Seven years old, by the way. We found out because Lucas's parents called us to tell Lucas won't be coming over to us this Saturday like it was originally planned because he's mad at Layla. My husband wants us uh, to punish... My husband wants us to punish Layla and wants me to have a talk with her about her faithfulness. At first, I thought he was joking, but no, he's dead serious. He says that Layla cheated on Lucas, and I, as her mother, should do something about it. Hmm. I told my husband that Layla is seven. She's not a cheater, and I will not treat her as such. He then accused me of raising a cheater and encouraging the bad behavior. So am I the a-hole for not wanting to punish my daughter? No, you're no, not. No, you're not really an a-hole. I don't, I, to be honest, this is a teachable moment for a kid. I mean, I don't think punishment has to be doled out. But I think a, a conversation, a, you know, a little discussion about what it means to hurt someone's feelings, to what jealousy is all about, yeah. you know, that might be something a, that uh, you take advantage of. A teachable moment. That's it. As opposed to, you know, oh, no. Shame on you. Shame, seven-year-old. You stand in the corner until you realize what a little seven-year-old tramp you're about to become. Some people have, like, wild expectations 
of their children. <laughs> like their children. Like you're um, supposed to be teaching them that stuff. It's like a, it's like a parent when they see their kid play soccer for the first time and all they can see in their head is like you know scholarships being tossed yeah. at their child. He's 7. Yeah. He may be better than everybody else but he's still 7. Everybody else is going to catch up at some point. Yeah. So it, that's fairly clear. That, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. you, I don't think you need to punish a kid for something like this. But take advantage of the opportunity to teach your kids something. Uh, story number two. Yes. Am I the a-hole for having a dry wedding and serving only water for drinks? Uh, okay, so basically my husband and I are getting married later this year. Each of our sides of the family are fairly big. It'll be around 150 people total. My husband and I are paying for all of this ourselves, as well as my grandmother, who said she doesn't care one way or another on this issue. She just loves weddings. We have a lot of kids in our family, so we decided against making it child-free, but we decided to make it dry, so there will be no alcohol of any kind at our wedding. Honestly, this doesn't have anything to do with their kids being there, but due to the fact that my fiancé and I don't drink. Nothing against people who do, it's just not for us and we don't want to. On top of that, we only really drink water. We rarely have ever drink soda, so most of the time it's only water with the occasional juice and milk. We don't even drink coffee. These people are horribly boring yeah but they're uh, they're a good match aren't they the uh so obvious well see that's the thing you find somebody if you're a, an annoying mm-hmm. person you found another annoying person to that, be with that way you can be annoying together yeah. for life yes uh well that when family and friends found out uh, all of this they just got angry some really some didn't really care but some are really upset about it saying that i can just have an open bar so i don't have to pay for drinks you know, like, you know, I just have a, not an open a cash bar, bar. A cash bar. Uh, we could, but we still have to pay the bartender, and we just don't want to bother with that. Uh, or we should at least have soda, because how can we expect everyone to drink only water? The kids will be upset. The wedding will be boring. This is not how weddings work, et cetera, et cetera. So am I the a-hole? I didn't think this would be a problem. It's only water. I mean... Don't most people drink water every day anyway? Should we pay extra to have soda to make the family happy? Uh, you know, I don't even know how I feel about this. I mean, there's a part of me who says you should probably have a cash bar at the wedding yeah. at the very well, very least. Yeah, a part of me a part of me says you can do whatever the hell you want cuz it's your, your own wedding. wedding. But at least have a juice bar. Because, uh, you know, people want a sugary drink here and there. Yeah. But to say no alcohol, I mean, the thing is, I mean, there are some people that won't go to the wedding at all simply because it's dry. But, but okay, but that's fine. And that, Yeah, right. I mean, that, that's, because, that is fine. Listen, you put it out there, hey, this is going to be a dry wedding. Well, how much do we mean to you? Oh, well, I'm not coming to your wedding because you don't have any alcohol there. Okay, fine. Now I know how you really feel about us. Yeah, alcohol is more important than us. That, that, that's what I'm getting at. Of course, so, you could always pregame before it go before it starts too. But, but but I don't have a problem with them shutting off the, the booze. But you really should have some other options there. Yeah, uh, just water is uh, would not fly. I want to know what what kind of food she's serving. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you like, know what? Well, it would be the ultimate slap in the face. Yeah. If you only served water right. and vegan food. 
really salty vegan food. Salty, yeah. bland, vegan food. Everything is like near meat. This is the worst wedding ever. It, you know what? There are people that would walk away from that feeling the very same thing. I can't believe I ate bean curd for uh, yeah for this wedding. Oh, bean curd is actually quite refreshing. Oh, actually. please, get out of here your bean, uh, with your bean curds. Moving on to another one. Uh, let's see. This one is, am I the a-hole for refusing to help my daughter with her car payment because she's a stripper? All right. Okay. I, 47 male, have a 22-year-old daughter. She's in college, lives on campus. I agreed to help her make car payments since she was in school. I was recently informed by a young man I work with that my daughter strips at a club about 40 minutes away. I confronted her on this, and she said she didn't plan to do it after she graduated and she needed some money. I told her to work at McDonald's, not your, not using your body. Yeah. We got into an argument, and I asked her to quit stripping and get a decent job. She refused and said stripping was easy money. So I basically I said there was no need for me to pay her car payment anymore since she's making so much money. She got upset and she said that wasn't fair, and then she doesn't make enough for that. I told her to figure it out. She told my wife about what happened. My wife is upset by her job of choice, but says it's unfair for me to stop supporting her so suddenly over an argument. I think it's perfectly fair. It's my money, my decision, when to cut it off. So am I the a-hole? Well, you know, the thing is, uh, she's probably making decent cash as a stripper. Yeah. If she has the ability to pay, she should at least pay a portion. But does she have the ability? Well, I mean, you what know, if you, she's only working one night a week. Well, you know, then then yeah, then no. But obviously, she's not going to have the money. But you know, on the other hand, it's like uh, I'm going to need to see some W twos. What if it's a unionized strip club and she can only work on Sunday afternoon from noon to three? So you have like a bunch of strippers standing by a pole, but only one can work at a time. Well, uh, the one that's vested. Yeah, she, right. She gets se- she gets uh, seven a.m. to two p.m. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got all these strippers standing around the pole drinking coffee, watching her work. Yeah. Well, hey, that's how it works. <laughs> you, it, it's like a DPW, a bunch of people standing around a hole waiting for stuff to happen. You know, somebody's eventually going to do some work down in that thing. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You shouldn't have offered to pay for the uh, the car thing to begin with. You know what I mean? It's one of those. Well, like, I mean, I can I can I can see a parent off you know, offering to make payments, but if a kid has the ability to afford those payments, then I think some sort of compromise is not the craziest thing in the world. I'd like to know what kind of jerk uh, tells a woman's parents that they saw her stripping down at a club forty miles away. Yeah, because actually that exposes you as spending a lot of time in strip clubs. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a dirty coworker thing to do. Hey, guess what, man? I saw your daughter down at uh, Chandeliers the other night, <laughs> or some other name of a strip <laughs> runway sixty nine. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, is your is your daughter's name Coco or Cinnamon? No, <laughs> swore it was your kid. Could have sworn it was her. I mean, when when she was giving me a lap dance, I said. Do I know your father? You know, it always, it makes you, uh, you know, have you ever recognized somebody like in a video or like at a- I, a, like, I have not, but yeah. I'm always on the lookout. Is, is this- Because you, you got to think that with all this amateur video being uploaded every day to the internet, somebody's going to recognize somebody in those videos. 
Well, I, you know, you would think there's probably, you know, 50 million, you know, porn actresses out there and, you know, 25 yeah. million strippers. At some point, you feel like you're going to bump into somebody, you know, yeah. but I have not seen that yet. I don't know. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. To think, to think <laughs> yeah. about that. I would. You know what? I would want to know. You know, it's like it's like one thing uh, being recognized for something innocuous, you know. Oh, like, aren't you the, don't you work down at, you know, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts or something? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's one thing yeah. when you recognize either, you know, Bax or Steve Nagel yeah, out right, in the street. Right. Oh, it's Steve Nagel. Yeah. Oh, I'm so nervous. No. The, it's a you, little bit different when, you know, you're doing shower an hour and you see her. That's <laughs> a big why. I, I won't give specifics, but there's there's two people I know that knew the same person. It was a, it was a woman who makes these, like, sexy TikToks. Yeah. And she lives like around here. This is what I was telling you a few weeks ago. Like you could be watching TikTok and your brain thinks, oh, these people are thousands of miles away from me. <laughs> they could be your next door neighbor. <laughs> so then I see this woman walking around a store. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's her. That's the that's the chick on the TikTok that, video. Now that's not the one that was doing like the only fans in uh from Longmeadow, right? No, 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 no. That's no, different. No, no. That's a different one. Actually, I had another uh MI the A-hole uh uh story. Do we have a couple of minutes? Yeah, we get this time. one. We get time. Cuz this one this one's actually kind of related to that. Uh MI the A-hole for accidentally ruining my girlfriend's career. Hi everyone, I'm in a tough spot right now and I'm not sure if I'm an A-hole or not. My girlfriend uh, 27, let's call her Sarah and I 26 have been together for 3 years. She's been passionate about her job as a teacher and has worked really hard to build up her career. However, a few weeks ago, I accidentally stumbled upon some photos of Sarah on Instagram that I've never seen before. They were pictures of her in some very revealing clothing, and some of them were even nude. I was shocked and, conf uh, and confronted her about it, and she told me that she used to be a lingerie model before becoming a teacher. She said she stopped doing it because she didn't want to affect her career, and she thought that I knew about it already. I didn't know how to react at first, but eventually I told a few of my friends about it. One of my friends is a gossiper and ended up telling someone who works at the school where Sarah teaches. This sounds almost like this story yeah, down here. it does. Long story short, the photo somehow got into the hands of the school board and Sarah was fired for unprofessional behavior. She's devastated and blames me for ruining her career. She says that I should have kept my mouth shut and I betrayed her trust. I feel terrible about what happened, but I didn't know... That it would lead to this. So am I the a-hole for accidentally ruining my girlfriend's career? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you because are. Because you should have kept that to yourself. Yeah, sometimes it's okay to keep your trap shut. Especially if you're going to be talking to people with the big yap-yaps and they don't know how to shut up themselves. Listen, you know how many people do things that they weren't proud of when they were younger? Yeah, but then it's, turn, called, it's called everybody. Yeah, and they turn into an adult and you realize, you know what, maybe that was a mistake and I shouldn't have done that so many years ago, but there's nothing I can do about it now. Let's try to move forward with life. And you can't because... Your a-hole boyfriend just sent picture, told your friends about pictures, and then they told your school. And yeah, that's that's you totally being an a-hole when you're doing when you're doing that. Well, I mean, that, like, it, like, listen, it, not that there's anything going on, but if, if 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 suddenly my wife were to tell me something that 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 happened in her life that I felt would be like a it would be negative she, beyond just marrying me. Yeah, I, I was just, I, I was going to say I wouldn't tell anybody. It'd be just between me and her, and that's it. She wakes up out of a coma and goes, "You won't believe who I married back <laughs> in 2019." I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she says that anyway every day, even with yeah. or, with or without the coma. Oh my God, I'm living this nightmare. <laughs> uh, and there you go. That's M I V. -E
on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 729, and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 61. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Dr. Mark Kenton from uh, Mercy Medical Center will be joining us a little bit later on today. That'll be kind of cool. Talk about uh, what's going on in the emergency room. We'll uh, we'll actually talk about patients that are in there right now and what they're suffering from. Randolph, Man- yeah, we're, uh, we're going to Randolph Mantooth from emergency, <laughs> and uh, yes, we'll go through. We'll violate every HIPAA law, yeah. and he'll uh, he'll give all yeah. the details, social security numbers, all that. Yeah, you got, what kind of uh, like gaping flesh wounds are there today? That's what I would like to know. You know, uh, we gotta we gotta get Steve Weissman back on soon. I I, I got this uh, letter in the mail from Trinity Health. Yeah, that like explains this. Oh, you're. Uh, <laughs> It was basically telling you that an employee was looking up people's medical records, and mine may have been in the batch of medical records that they were looking through. Okay. Uh, you know, so your information has been compromised is what they were saying. I see. Um, how responsible are these companies for getting their stuff hacked? Especially with when you got a rogue employee like that. Yeah, you know, I they're offering... They're offering identity protection for a year. You know, I, I, every every company that has someone that is, uh, you know, you know, violating HIPAA laws or privacy mm-hmm. issues, they deal with those people, you know, pretty harshly, as they yeah. should. You know, someone should, you know, lose their job or, you know, whatever, or, you know, be prosecuted or whatever it may be. Right. And I'm sure, you know, Trinity is no different. Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, gee, thanks. Here's this useless, you know, here's some identity protection, uh, theft protection. Because you couldn't do it the first time, <laughs> so we'll 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 try to pretend like we're going to help you. It's seven thirty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Here's your Western Mass news first alert. Seven thirty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all electric Ionic five for twenty eight days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, the Springfield police are looking for the public's help in locating the birth mother of a baby found abandoned. Uh, you only see this on Lifetime movies. Like, this is a movie. I'm living a movie right now, said Juliana Savellas of Springfield. Avellas and her husband came home Sunday evening to a car seat placed on their front porch. Inside was an infant, cold and crying. When I took off the, the blanket off the baby, his feet were super red and swollen and his skin was all cracked. And when I touched him, he was like super cold. So I rewrapped him until the ambulance got here. According to the Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, the baby was likely abandoned between 9 p.m. Friday and 1240 a.m. Saturday morning. With our detectives, uh, our, while our detectives are looking for the, some help from the public, uh, we are trying to find out who this mother is. As uh, right now, the mother is unknown. The newborn was taken to Bay State and has made a positive recovery. The police are asking residents uh, on or in the area of Entry Brook Drive to check cameras that could be suspicious over the past week. If you do find something, you're asked to call the Springfield Police. The Safe Haven Act of Massachusetts 2004 allows a parent to legally surrender newborn infants seven days older or younger at a hospital, police station, or manned fire station without facing criminal prosecution. But not on someone's front stoop in Forest Park? No, I believe that's um, hmm. that's not legal. I would have expected that be covered. If you do choose to drop off an infant at a firehouse or a police station, please knock on the door. No questions asked. We're not judgmental or anything like that. We just want to make sure that everybody's safe. That's according to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Primonti. Um, it does make you wonder. Uh, 
I mean, it's kind of common knowledge that you can do that. So it kind of makes you wonder what, what the situation of the mother is like. Is there some mental illness going on there? Yep. Maybe some drug use? I don't know. We don't know. You may find out. Uh, there was a, uh, a five-car crash on Sib- Sibley Avenue in West Springfield last evening. Uh, rescue crews were called to that uh, on Route 20. Uh, the intersection of Route 20 and Sibley Avenue, according to the West Springfield Fire Department, happened around 5.30 p.m. No word on any injuries or the cause of the accident. 22 News reached out to the West Springfield Police and is waiting to hear back. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I'm sure they'll tell you everything you want to know. Two, two people who don't give anybody any information accurately on anything. <laughs> not, not. I'm not saying that the police are inaccurate. I'm saying that they just don't like to give out information. And 22 News doesn't really like to press for information. Well, in a, in a situation like this, i got to believe insurance companies get involved and try to trace exactly what happened. Yeah. A five-car crash. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be something that started it something happened something happened somebody dropped an apple on the floor of their car and was trying to pick it up and it rolled under the gas pedal and then boom you're stuck or it rolled under the brake pedal and you can't you, you can't, can't stop yeah, the car right. that's crazy that is crazy the dalton police department didn't i just say to you yesterday we don't do enough stories about dalton yeah and the uh the dalton police department what with that one guy who works there well He's asking, or they are asking for the public's help. The two of them are asking. And identifying a suspect in nearly a dozen car break-ins on Sunday night. Police are asking residents to check any surveillance cameras for anything suspicious between the hours of 10.30 and 12.30 a.m. on Sunday night. The incidents were uh, reported on Pine Street, John Street, Curtis Avenue, Central Avenue, and Carson Avenue. You know, all the avenues of, of Dalton. Yeah. The department is also reminding residents to lock their car doors if you have any information on the incidents. You're asked to call the Dalton police. This is my personal cell. You can just reach me anytime. <laughs> just press five. I'm I'm always willing. I'm always willing to answer the phone. How many uh, how many break-ins we're we talking about? Twelve in one night. <clears throat> Twelve in one night. Now think about this. Mm-hmm. The population of that town is sixty-three hundred people, which is more than I thought. I did not realize yeah. that Dalton was so. Have densely populated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I guess you got all the, you know, you're basically near Pittsfield yeah. and, and all the other major hubs of Western Massachusetts. Now, I'm not a mathematician. Yeah. But even 12, proportionally speaking, is a rather large percentage of the entire population what of Dalton. Per- what percentage is that? Bass? I don't know. That's why I said I don't do I don't do math. You, I can't do but, it in my head. But you try to do math and you, you should never do No, math. I understand. The uh, Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade had some business booming this past weekend, being one of the biggest parades in the country. Holyoke hosted its 70th annual parade, which drew in a huge crowd from all over. 22 News spoke with a worker at Francie's Tavern to see how the parade impacted their business. Bartender Mike Thompson said that more than 300 people came through the doors, which he says is quite a bit. We had a lot of people in here, and there's a lot of sense of community, and we'd like to thank the city of Holyoke, the parade committee, and the police department for the efforts they did helping us out here. study from the Massachusetts Donahue Institute found that the parade brings in more than $20 million a year. Do you, uh, do you buy that? What? Only 300 people were jammed into Francie's? I believe when you're talking about fire codes. And you you that, have you, to say, you have to limit it at 300. Yeah. Um, yeah, we only we had 300 people come in here. We yeah. Did, what's, what's the capacity of this place? 301. Yeah. 
No, two ninety nine. <laughs> we were over capacity by one. Yeah, and that's only because I stepped in for five minutes and walked right out. And then you look at the capacity; it's only ninety eight. Even the smallest, dumpiest bar in Holyoke has got about three hundred people in it during the uh, during, during the, the road race. Absolutely, of course. There was a there was a place that now I can't remember it. I'm gonna it's gonna drive me nuts. But uh, it was a bar in Holyoke that I'd never heard of before. Yeah. But it has been open for many, many years, and now I can't remember it. It was on that list of the best corned beef and cabbages uh, from, la- from last week that that Marty and I were reading. Yeah. So I don't know. Now I got to f- – let me figure out the name of the bar, and I'll get back to you. Okay, I'll have fine. my I'll have my brain secretary get back to the things. That- <laughs> you know what it is? I don't have my phone. Oh, yeah, I that's have right. all this information on my on phone, phone, and my phone is at home, which is – I feel like lost. I feel like, am I going to survive the rest of the day? I'm telling you, the anxiety you feel when you don't have, when you don't have that appendage strapped yeah. to your body somehow. Yeah, and and I, I can't just go home after work. I have other things to do without my phone. Nah, I I, I would have to go home and then grab the phone and then and then do what I have to do. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I live so far out of the way back, so that's not possible. You know that that, that I know. that's how that I know. that. Uh most uh, people mature with age, but not everyone. Not all of us. A fifty two year old man from Missouri got arrested in Florida on Thursday for keying someone's car and he tried to downplay it as a spring break mistake. His name is Cliff Edwards. He's a real estate executive at a firm in Springfield, Missouri, and he was apparently in town on vacation. Last Thursday night, a couple noticed him standing near their 2023 Nissan Altima outside of a restaurant, and when they confronted him, he laughed and ran away. It's not clear if they'd had a run-in with him earlier or if it was random, but it turned out he had done more than $1,000 in damage to the side of the car by scratching it up with a butter knife. That's a jerk thing to do. It's kind of a jerk thing to do. And how old is this guy? 52. 52. Yeah. The car and, was- he's, and he's scratching a door? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. The uh, car was parked outside of a restaurant called the Toasted Monkey, so I, uh, we assume that's where the butter knife came from. Right. Toasted Monkey. Right. Clifford's name was on the wait list, so they had his phone number, and that's how police tracked him down. What an idiot. <laughs> See, this is this is why you shouldn't drink. Yeah. And you don't realize that the parking lot is probably loaded with cameras, so they're, they're yeah. watching you do yeah. this. They, they'll never find out my name. Is your name Cliff? Yeah. Is your phone number 555-2212? Yeah. You're coming with us, man. You left your name, and we have you on camera. What about my table for two? No, you're not getting. Yeah, we'll we'll get you a cell for one. How about that? Ooh, that's even better. Yeah, that's that's one of those quirky things police departments write on their Facebook page. He missed out on his dinner for two, but we have a cell place setting for him for one. <laughs> That's like the funny guy at the police station. That's right. Uh, he admitted to everything and described it as a spring break mistake. They arrested him for felony criminal mischief. His wife had to bail him out. He's 52 years old. And What's he, he talking about a spring break mistake? And he looks like one, like he doesn't look like a guy that would be doing stuff like that. He's like, you know, this headshot. He's a real estate executive, so he's got, you know, yeah. fancy suits on and all that other stuff in his billboards. But if you're a 21-year-old college student, yeah. I can understand a spring break mistake. If you're a 52-year-old executive, I don't I, I don't see where uh, you causing damage and vandalism is going to be uh, 
is going to be seen as uh, just another youthful indiscretion. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, my, my nephew was complaining that he didn't get a spring break a couple of years ago because of the pandemic. pandemic. Oh, my sister was like, listen, I know there's people going down, but you don't need to be there. Like, you know, obviously he's old enough to, to have gone by right. himself, but he was angry that he didn't get to have the spring break. <laughs> I'm like, what are you angry about? You say she, your mother saved you a whole mess of trouble yeah. by not uh, being around a bunch of people who puke. The kid doesn't even really drink, so what? You know, it's not like you're gonna have this great time down there. Like I don't think people realize what spring break actually is. Oh, it's I think mayhem. I think people do now, since most people that enjoyed the early spring breaks now have kids in college. Yeah, they're like making up for the last couple of years. I never, never went to Florida for spring break. Never. I stayed around here most of the time. Yeah, I think the, the the most fun I had during spring break was when I stuck around campus and uh, and hung out with my friends, uh, all my uh, poor friends that didn't uh, that didn't have parents to send them and, down to and, Florida. And all those poor friends who would eventually become all your good time buddies down at the fort. Yeah, yes, yeah, some yes. of them are. Yeah, that's right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 61. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752. And Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today and tomorrow, 59 for a high today, 61 for a high tomorrow. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. You ready? I am ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. There's always some uh, some kind of new snack coming out. Yeah, so what do you got? I'm a little intrigued by this one. A new food trend going around on TikTok uh, of a pickle wrapped inside a melted cr- crunchy cheese. A pickle wrapped in cheese? Yeah, like uh, it's like a it's like a pickle in a blanket. Uh, type of thing. So it's like a like a fried piece of cheese that wraps around the pickle. Yeah, let, let, let's see how you, this is how you make it. All right. I'm gonna take a slice of cheese. Um, I got provolone. I suggest provolone and mozzarella. Put it on your pan. So it's starting to get nice and melty and it's sizzling. And take a pickle and just plop it in the middle of the slice of cheese. All right. So now the cheese has gotten a little golden and a little bit hard, like a crust almost. I'm gonna like fold it over and make, wrap it around the pickle. You a little. There you have it. So beautiful. So good. You got crunch. I don't care if anyone says this is gross. I see what you're doing. You're frying the cheese so it hardens on the outside so it makes it like a pickle in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that idea. Is anyone else aroused? Fully aroused right I'm, now? I mean, I'm, I, I'm stuck. You, you cheese and pickles. That's like, ooh, man. I'm at full staff right now. <laughs> uh, it's but, good to know. Yeah, I was I was kind of I was kind of wondering how that that was working out because I didn't actually see the video. I only heard the, uh, the yeah, audio yeah, yeah. of it. But uh, I I can but you have to use a cheese that would crisp up like that. Like yes. you can't just use like a piece of Velveeta. No, nah, it would just melt just, into a sludge. Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of like the uh, pickle in a blanket experience. I like the idea. Uh, let's see. A neighborhood in Los Angeles is trying to figure out uh, why they're being flooded with Uber Eats deliveries that are piling up. Some neighbors have been getting up to a dozen food orders per day. Here are the people from the city's Highland Park neighborhood talking about the food being delivered to their homes. Sometimes it would just be like 
four orders of milk from McDonald's. I've probably received 30 meals. We can probably get about 40 bags of food. Every neighbor has a different idea of what this is. Well, we thought it was credit card fraud. The marketing campaign, rich kids on TikTok who are trying to have some commentary on millennials. I am a vegetarian and they've been sending a lot of meat. Most of us are vegetarian here, so we couldn't really eat them. Ooh, a community full of vegetarians. That must be a humdinger of a barbecue when they have the summertime come around. You know what? I'm more, I'm less concerned about who's delivering yeah. Uber Eats and more concerned about the boring neighborhood you live in. I sure hope there's some real estate <laughs> openings in the next yeah. couple of weeks. Oh, there's a lot of vegans around here. Up, oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, out. Out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, you ever been to? You ever been to Re- Regina, Canada? Have you ever been there? Uh, Regina? It's Regina. Are you sure? Yeah, Experience Regina, the organization in charge of tourism in Regina, Canada, has apologized for leaning into slogans and branding that sexualize the city. The main focus of the advertising is that the city of Regina rhymes with a lady part. (laughs) Mulva? Bovary? (laughs) Celeste? Dolores. Here is the uh, 2008 song Experience Regina that was the main influence to the tourist campaign and Tim Reed, CEO of Experience Regina, explaining what it's all about. Regina, Experience Regina. <laughs> that affiliation will always be an undertone that we face. I think we should be proud of our city's name and I think we should be proud of the city that we live in. And, and for those that, uh, that want to have a moment of humor with it, that's not a bad thing. Uh, embrace it. We're not changing the name of the city of Regina anytime soon. That's right. Yeah. We. <laughs> you know, there's so many things I want to yeah. say that I don't think I can say. You ever ever been to the uh, the Regina's wastewater treatment plant, <laughs> the stink trench? <laughs> oh, it's the stench trench over on yeah, the north side, the, of, the all, south yeah. side of town. That's the south side of town. That's yeah. right. How about the uh, the sh- the sh- sugar cookie city is what we call it. <laughs> Come on down to Regina, get a sideways sloppy Joe right over here at the... Uh, Is there a Taco Bell in town? Uh, no, there's only an Arthur Treacher's. <laughs> Lots of tartar sauce yes. over there. Hey, uh, <laughs> whatever. That's the, that's now here this. I don't I don't even know where to go with that. We have doc, We have a doctor coming on. Yes, so. Dr. Mark Ketton from, uh, from, from, Mercy, uh, from Mercy Hospital. We're talking to him in just a few minutes. It's 757 to Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be mostly sunny today and tomorrow. High of 59 today, 61 tomorrow. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. It's uh, It's been actually quite a while since the last time we had uh, Dr. Mark Kenton on the phone with us. He's the uh, chief of emergency medicine at uh, Mercy Medical Center. He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, doctor. How you doing? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Bax, uh Glad you're feeling better and didn't need my services. No, you know what? I uh, I want to talk to you about this because uh, so th- that was the second time I had COVID. I, I felt like yeah. I was much sicker the first time around, and I realized that the the strains that are out there now and the different variants. I don't know if people are getting less sick with COVID or you know how things have changed. But from an emergency perspective, are you still seeing the same number of COVID cases coming in? as you used to or how is it how has it changed no it's it's definitely gone down and actually if you looked at our inpatients right now we've been in single digits for the last 3 or 4 weeks um so it's it's definitely we've seen significant improvement compared to where we were you know even just a, a year ago 
Um, and I think a lot of that is the, the strains have changed. I've had it twice. Both times were different. The first was respiratory. The second was more headaches and fatigue. Um, you know, so, so the, you know, different strains out there. We have the vaccinations now, which have helped decrease, you know, not only hospitalizations, but have decreased, you know, deaths. Um, you know, you just think about where we were three years ago and, and, and where we are now. It's, it's uh, you know, we've, we've really come a long way in a short period of time. I think, uh, I think the... <laughs> I think three years ago when we had you on the phone, I think you had to be revived because you were falling apart from exhaustion because of what oh, yeah. what you guys mm-hmm. did. But as far as emergency room activity now, I, I've read a lot of stories about staffing issues, that if there were another problem, that, that emergency rooms around the country are having a hard time getting doctors and nurses and everybody else they, they, they need to, to fill in positions to be available for, for emergency situations. Yeah, this is a, it's a significant problem everywhere. It's not... You know we're not immune to that right now. Um, you know we're short. We're short nurses. You know pre-COVID we were short. I believe five thousand nurses across the state. You know, and then you had a pandemic in there, um, <clears throat> where a lot of nurses retired or just left, or or you had a lot of nurses that decided to do travel nursing and just made a boatload of money. I mean California was paying, you know, nurses a ton of money so you could get go out there and pay off your loans in six months. So you know, there's n- numerous reasons why this has happened, and just a lot of people aren't going into the field. So, you know, what that's done is you have many hospitals that, uh, you know, your prolonged wait times in the ER, and and the reason is if you're holding patients in the ER because you don't have enough staff upstairs to move the patient upstairs to an empty bed, then that patient's going to hold in the ER. You don't have ER beds to see patients, and patients are going to wait in the waiting room longer. So, you know, and unfortunately, this is everywhere right now. We're, I mean, urgent cares are, are short-staffed. We're seeing, you know, three local urgent cares that are shutting down. Um, that's going to, you know, you're talking about another easily, you know, 200 patients a day that were probably being mm-hmm. taken care of at those urgent cares that now are going to have to go somewhere else as well. So um, we have, you know, three or four nursing homes that are looking to possibly shut down. We have many subacute holds where we've had patients boarding in the ER for up to two weeks at a time because you just don't have anywhere to send these patients. Either they don't qualify for an admission to the hospital or we can't get them into a rehab facility. So, you know, it's multifactorial what's going on right now, but it, but if we were to have another pandemic right now, we'd, we'd really be in trouble. Oh, uh, well, that's comforting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I always bring you good news, don't yeah, I? Yeah, boy, yeah, you really you know. do. What a well, ray yeah. of sunshine you, you turned know. out to be. <laughs> well, you know, we, the, the biggest thing is really looking at, at the acuity. You you take, we'll have patients that will say, you know, I got here before these other two people. And it's like, well, that other person's trying to die on us. And, and that's why they're going in first. And so it's it's really trying to educate educate the public as far as, the wait times, how, how an ER functions, that different parts of the ER open at certain times of the day, that you may go to a separate part of the ER because you have an ankle sprain, it's a fast track, versus needing to go to the main department where we're dealing with chest pain and abdominal pain. So there's a whole triage process, and, and I do, I honestly, I, 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 I walk through the waiting room two or three times a day, hand out business cards and sit with patients and talk to them, explain kind of this process to them so that people have a better understanding of, of what they're waiting for and you know and why they're what's going on that we have lab results that are pending on you so that we've drawn blood on you right now because you have abdominal pain so that when you get back to see a provider we have that back already so that can help decide whether or not you need a, a CT scan of your abdomen or not 
So what what are you seeing? Uh, like, are you seeing an influx of this stomach uh, virus thing going around? Is that uh, oh. one of the uh, uh, one of the problems you've been seeing? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of gastrointestinal illness, a lot of you know vomiting and diarrhea. That's a that's a real big thing, um, and a lot of people really coming in sick and needing IV hydration and IV um, nausea medicine to to help settle this down. Um, you know, and and it's uh, pretty contagious too. So if you you know if you have it in your household, you need to really be pretty thorough about you know washing hands, washing bedding, you know you know this washing surfaces. This down. is like a norovirus, right? Is that what, yeah, correct? Yeah, what we're get, we're mm-hmm. getting through. I had it uh, probably what, it was a month and a half ago. Yeah. I think that was awful. I don't even know yeah. how anybody would able be even be to bring themselves to an emergency room because <laughs> I. I didn't yeah, want to get yeah, too he, far away from the house, if I, you know I, what I'm saying. I would think the emergency room would look like the front row of a Gallagher show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're, Steve, you're probably vomiting a, um, you know, a piece of gum that you swallowed in 1984. Yeah, with probably <laughs> with that line. Uh, yeah. So is this, I mean, is, is that what it is, though? Is it a, is it a form of neurovirus? Because I mean, I'm, I'm hearing uh, some stories about uh, uh, Candida being, uh, you know, being around too, which is not only a great song by uh, Tony Orlando and Don, it's also a horrible fungal infection. <laughs> yeah, I saw that pop up yesterday on some Facebook page, but yeah, we're, we're really seeing more of a classic norovirus right now. But it, it's it's definitely making pretty, people pretty sick. So this is uh, Dr. Um, Mark Henley, uh, the chief of emergency uh, medicine at uh, Mercy Medical Center. You know, we, you, you mentioned you know, things like, uh, you know, vaccinations and, you know, obviously people went through the, their booster shots. But, you know, when it comes to like, you know, COVID or, or other things, I mean, there's lots of vaccinations out there. When it comes to things like like infusion treatments for for certain uh, for certain things, COVID, for example, how uh, how effective have those kinds of medications been in treating these kinds of viruses? Well, I think you know early on the, the monoclonal antibodies were were showing pretty good success with COVID. Um, it doesn't seem like we're going down that road right now. We, I mean, we have most patients now if they come in with COVID, we're, we're starting them out on Paxlovid, um, you know, which seems to be decreasing as an you know an oral uh, pill that you take take for COVID. That seems to help be decreasing at least symptoms and cutting, you know, the duration of the illness. It has a pretty bad metallic taste to it, but but it, it seems to be helping people from getting hospitalized and, and you know, increasing, you know, decreasing death rates. So, um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is the vaccinations. Unfortunately, COVID's with us. Um, you know, I think we're going to see that every year we're going to need a booster for it, just like we need booster for influenza. And then, you know, you, you still, you, you get the vaccination. It doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID or not going to get the flu. You're just not going to get it sick, hopefully, than, that, than you would have if, if you, you know, didn't have the vaccination. So, um, you know, I think it's, just, it's part of us now that we've, we've fortunately have been able to adapt to. And, um, you know, we're not seeing it like it was. You know when when it first came around. No, oh, you you and your vaccine talk. What are you, a doctor or something? Jeez, <laughs> what, what, what are you? Some yeah. what, what, what are you, wrapped up in yeah. science? What did you go to school for many years and pretend did, you did, read everything? I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Isn't that the way it always works in medicine? Now, yeah. now, now you just need a V eight, and you're all set. 
<laughs> they're <a> junior men. <laughs> they're very refreshing. They're very refreshing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, what else are you seeing a lot of right now? Uh, it, you know, obviously, the, the stomach stuff, COVID too, but what, what are the, the things that you're seeing the most of now? There's still some viral respiratory things that are out there, some just basic common colds. Um, you know, the recent snow and the ice that came around, we, you know, you slip and falls and, bro- and broken bones and things of that nature. So, you know, it's just a matter of trying to, you know, you know, be careful in this time of year. That that heavy, wet snow, obviously, you know, you're kind of giving yourself a stress test when you're shoveling that stuff if you start getting chest pain. So, um, you know, fortunately, hopefully we're, we're beyond that now and, and, you know, heading to better weather and, you know, put some of this stuff behind us as the warm weather comes and people are outside at, you know, kids' little league games and, and you know, not confined in, inside, any, you know, for a while. So we'll see a lot of those things decrease. I, I hire the elderly from the uh, local home to come and shovel my driveway. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, you're going to have to get some exercise when you're getting up in those years. You what need you, to move around a What are you going to do, sit around all day playing canasta? Right. Get a, get, grab a shovel, Gramps. There you go. Dr. Mark Ken from uh, Mercy Medical Center. It's great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much you for coming guys. on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you. It's uh, 821 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inc. In downtown Springfield. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking to actress uh, Anna Gunn. You may remember her as Skylar from Breaking Bad. She's in a brand new uh, season of uh, Most Dangerous Game, New York. And uh, that's streaming right now. And we'll be uh, talking to her tomorrow right here on Rock 102. That's pretty cool. Yes. Glad you got to do that on your time off. Let me tell you something. Uh... I watched just about all of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul while I was sick. Really? That's I don't know what it is. It's something about that series. It's like yeah. that's my whenever I'm hey, feeling horrible, about, about you know, physically horrible, I watch that. See, I it can makes watch, me feel better. That's how I feel about the Sopranos. I that's go, another one. I can go back and watch that and watch any episode and go, all right, yeah, all right, I can yeah. see why I was into this. Well, can't do it now. I haven't I haven't seen Breaking Bad at all. You know why? Mostly because I don't have a phone in front of me. I left my phone at home. I feel like I feel lost this morning. Yeah, I know. It's it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, it, it's almost it's almost as bad as the feeling you would have when your parents abandon you on a beach or in a or in a public place. That happened to me once when I was a kid. Yeah, I got I got lost at the beach in New Jersey. Yeah, and uh, all of us. All I remember, I, I remember like walking around looking and not finding my parents. Oh, they could have been hiding anywhere. Tons of people, and then finally, I must have I must have cried to somebody that I was lost. And all of a sudden, there, my dad sees this lifeguard lifting me up, going, "Does anybody belong to anybody? Any, this kid belong to anybody around here?" And then I got then I got my my butt whooped. Yeah, for for walking away. That'll teach yeah, you. Yeah, like it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were drinking Bud Heavies on the beach, and you didn't notice your kid walked away. Yeah, never mind the inattentive parents. Right. It's the irresponsible child that walked away. <laughs> right. It's 8.30. We got news next for Rock 102. Here. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You got some breaking news out of Westfield here. This morning, a Westfield police officer was struck by a vehicle on a construction site near Western Avenue and Highland Avenue. The officer was transported to the hospital. Their condition is still unknown. A construction detour is in place from Western to Highland Avenue. Uh, Western Mass News, 22 News, we'll all keep you updated uh, as we find out more information about this, and we just uh, hope that uh, he's okay. Uh, Springfield police are looking for the public's help in locating the birth mother of a baby found abandoned. 
Uh, you only see this on Lifetime movies. Like, this is a movie. I'm living in a movie right now, said Juliana Savellis of Springfield. Avellis and her husband came home Sunday evening to a car seat placed on their front porch. Inside was an infant cold and crying. She said, when I took the blanket off the baby, his feet were super red and swollen and his skin was all cracked. And when I touched him, he was super cold. So I rewrapped him until the ambulance got there. According to the department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, the newborn baby boy was likely abandoned between 9 p.m. Friday and 1240 Saturday morning. Uh, what our detectives are looking for is some public help to find out who this mother is. As of right now, the mother is unknown. Uh, the newborn baby was taken to Bay State and has made a positive recovery. The police are asking residents of the area of Entry Brook Drive to check cameras that could be suspicious over the past week. If you do find something, call the Springfield Detectives. If you have any information about the mother who may who may be, in fact, in need of medical attention, are asked to call the Springfield Detective Bureau or text the tip anonymously. They also reminding you that there is a baby safe haven law here in Massachusetts from 2004 uh, that allows a parent to legally surrender newborn infants seven days old or younger at a hospital, police station, or unmanned fire station without facing criminal prosecution. Mm. So, so what you have here would be a crime. Yes. Because they were not dropped off at a safe haven location. Right. We also so, don't know how old this baby was, right? I I mean, it sounds like it, a newborn, so I don't know yeah. how many days old uh, that they're that they're looking into, but uh, what a horrible story, though. You know, I mean, thank, thank God the kid's okay. I can't even imagine, you know, what would be going through my head, one, to drop off a baby. But, you know, what do you do if it's dropped off at your house? It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's it's like getting the wrong Amazon package that your neighbor was supposed to get. Yeah, except you're not going to be knocking on doors saying, I'm sorry, is this baby yours? Does this belong to you? Is this this 58 uh, Main (laughs) Street or what? A uh, street water and sewer pipe improvement project started on Locust Street in Springfield Monday morning. Repairs are being made to water and sewer pipes with Locust Street extending into a small portion of Mill and Main Street. The project is set to conclude in November of 2023, so keep in mind that construction hours will run in that area from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. for a great deal of time, which means you're screwed if you go that way every day. Well, I try to avoid it if I can, so... During uh, construction hours, the section of Locust Street from Mill Street to Main Street and Main Street to Locust to York Street will require temporary lane shifts and detours. Streetside parking will also be restricted. At, well, yeah, because, uh, you know, the Springfield Parking Authority has to put all the wrong numbers on the meters <laughs> down there. <laughs> well, we that's, gotta, that's what this construction project is all about. I'm sorry. We got to go uh, Ted Kaczynski-esque, like, put the letters, <laughs> wrong letters on the parking meters throughout the city so we can screw people out of money. We're looking through magazines and newspapers to cut the letters out. Yeah. Well, that's what it kind of looked like. On the side of the parking meter, it does look like they've cut the letters out (laughs) of a magazine. (laughs) It's ransom. That's exactly what it is. That's it. The Springfield Ransom Authority is what they are. (laughs) Yeah. You pay this $25 ticket and we won't report you to the DMV. Uh, during construction hours, the section, yeah, like I said, access to abutting properties will be maintained. Pedestrian and vehicular traffic will be managed with posted signs and police details. That's already a messy area to begin with down there with all the different, you know, you're going to different points of the city in that intersection there. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be kind of a mess. I, they're just telling you, uh, be prepared because... 
the whole street is going to be torn up all summer long, all the way until November. Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, that's you know, that area is primarily like a cut street. Yeah. So, I mean, there are other places to cut over if you have to. Just don't go down that one. There is, but I don't know how well your Waze app will tell you to get around that stuff. You gotta gotta figure it out for yourself. Well, doesn't that? I mean, I don't use Waze, but doesn't that normally account for like construction projects? Uh, yeah. All probably. right. Well, then you'd probably be okay. Uh, you remember back in 2019? No. When, when, yeah, you don't remember that when people were striving to get 10,000 steps per day. Yes, I remember that ruse. And, and then the pandemic happened, and your steps per day dropped to like 12. Yeah, 10. Uh, but we're back out there again, but according to a new study, we aren't walking as much as we were before. On average, we're taking 600 fewer steps per day than before the pandemic began. Damn. And it's, uh, younger people between 18 and 20 whose step counts, whose impact, who are most impacted. 600 steps might not seem like a big deal, but over time, a more sedentary, sedentary lifestyle can raise the risk of cardiovascular disease and obesity. Mm. I've uh, I have according to my phone because it you know tracks all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I have uh, stepped nine hundred and thirty six steps today. Uh, I feel exhausted. What's your average? My average is about uh, nine hundred and seventy. Nine hundred and seventy? No, it's, it's, it's uh, no, it's better than that. Uh, about five thousand. So you're doing half of what uh, yeah. like you're supposed to be doing. Between like three and 5,000. I don't, I don't like to walk too far. But then again, yeah, I got bad feet, bad knees, bad ankles, a lack of desire, very little motivation. You know, you know that's typically how I roll. It's like you need a whole new, uh, you need a whole new body. Replacement. Yeah. You need a yeah. leg replacement, you need an uh, ankle, arms, all of it. You know, those aren't the appendages I really want work on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you want. You want a bigger toe, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. you bet. You're damn I know right. all the ladies. You take off your shoe, and all the ladies are like, oh, that's a tiny big toe. But now, you get toe enhancement surgery? Yeah. Oh, How man. you doing? Yeah. You yeah, right. You're a tow truck to get that thing out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got yeah. It. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with some other stuff. It's like, I'm so, listen, I'm tired. I don't have my phone. I feel lost. I, I just, I don't know. It's a tough day for you. It's a very tough day. Yeah. Does anybody realize how, how uh, inconvenient I understand. this I, is? I understand it because I have been through yeah. that same level of panic when you don't have your phone. You feel so disconnected from the world. How am I supposed to play my block puzzle? Right. How am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to crush that candy? Candy ain't going to crush itself. No, yeah, no. Yeah. And why should you? And you know, typically, why, you don't wait until you get all the way back to Huntington to go, you know, start candy crushing it. No, no. I gotta, I gotta go pick up a new phone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, in, be, in between uh, all of yeah. this fantastic, witty, award-winning uh, Hall of Fame uh, banter, uh, I'm watching TikTok videos because it's fun. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run to the cell phone store, buy a cell phone now, and by the time I get home to Huntington, I'll have it all set up, and I can just return it tomorrow. It's a great idea. See? I'm surprised you haven't done yeah, it already. See, uh, you know what? If we had a producer, that guy could have gone. We could have sent the producer yeah. to the cell phone store and set you up right. Yeah. Now we got nothing. Now I'm just going to have to suffer. Jesus, what a rip. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 61. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. You have an office in Hartford? Inch. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 in Soundgarden with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny today and tomorrow. 58 for a high today, 61 for a high tomorrow. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, real quick, I, uh, I, gotta, I have to clarify something. Yesterday I made the egregious error of taking a picture of the brand new Bax and Nagel t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So we got new t-shirts, okay? Yeah. It's the first one we've had since you and I have been doing this th- together now. And it's yep. kind of a big deal. So I took a picture and said, hey, look, new uh, Bax and Nagel t-shirts are ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of a sudden, every uh, everyone in their, in their brother wants one of these t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And they want to know how they can buy them. And they want to know if I can give them one. And they want to know if I can uh, somehow find my way to deliver a t-shirt uh, to them some people are far far away as if i'm the boss of the t-shirts as if somehow i'm in charge of t-shirt distribution here at rock 102 these yeah. are not my t-shirts to give out you know i don't understand why we haven't resorted to selling those you know obviously you go out to an event and you, you the the whole idea is a chance you could win one of these yeah well why not charge somebody 15 bucks for one and uh, say you can have one of these if you pay us for it well i'll tell you why exactly uh, why we don't do that yeah years ago and you got to go back oh geez i don't know 20 some odd years ago before you were here mm-hmm. i made the same suggestion to the boss at the time and said Hey, you know what? A lot of people want these T-shirts and always ask, hey, how can I buy one? And we have no mechanism to do that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we figure out a way to do that? Well, we did. We figured out a way to do it. We had a display case up in the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the in the in the, uh, in the lobby and all that stuff. And if you wanted to buy a T-shirt, you could do it. You know how many T-shirts we sold? Zero. Zero. Not one. That's because you didn't market it right. We had a display case. You don't need a display case. You tell people, hey, listen, these shirts cost money to make. If you want one, you can pay us whatever the amount of money is. Right. But you could be lucky enough to win one at one of our local events that we do, many local events. So this is what uh, my response was, is like, okay, listen, uh, these are not my shirts to give out, okay? Mm -hmm. These are the first run of shirts. There's a finite number of them. I have the inaugural one anyway. Well, yeah. I got the first one out of the box. Yeah, and I didn't get mine until I came back here yesterday. So I said, listen, I got 3,100 days left before I can retire from this godforsaken business. If you don't get one now, I'm pretty sure, God willing, you'll have plenty of opportunity to win over the next 3,100 days. But I am not the one to distribute t-shirts you're not the t-shirt uh distributor no and like people wouldn't believe me when i said i'm not in charge of this i other than my name our names being on this shirt i've got very little to do with the with t-shirts i think uh i think you know the perception is like when you work for a place like this yes that you know there's there's an abundance of things that we can just give away yeah yeah right yeah back in the day that might have been I remember, you know, when I first started in a radio at another radio station, we used to get movie tickets all the time. I could go see a movie for free. I was, Mm -hmm. like, taking my friends to the movies because in lieu of the crappy pay that radio pays you, they offer you, hey, you know, we got some extra movie tickets you can take take your uh, friends to. Yeah. Uh, We don't get that kind of treatment anymore. I was once on a a flight uh, from one uh, area of the country to the next, and a guy recognized me on the flight. This guy, I will have to tell you, uh, in order to understand this story, was loaded. And I don't mean by money. Oh, he was cocked. Like yeah. he had spent the entire uh, pre-flight 
in the bar waiting to board the plane. So he was he was like, hey, you know, two sheets to the wind, sees me on the flight and spends the next two hours badgering me to give him a T-shirt as if somehow I wasted all of my carry on luggage space for Rock 102 T-shirts. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't have any t-shirts and if i did i can't give you just a t-shirt and, and if i did they're mine and i'm going to be wearing them for the rest of my vacation that yeah. i'm taking right now so for the rest of like come on max give me an effing t-shirt like dude i don't have any uh, here see, come a, on man a- I'm like, I, like listen there are no t-shirts for me to give so if you see me out and about yeah. in the next couple of days and say to me hey where's the t-shirt guess what i ain't got any on me I probably won't even wear it out in public unless I'm at a work event. Yeah. Ever. Well, uh, listen, you're, people need to understand that you don't have any pull around here whatsoever. I've got no hand. You're a, you're a Massachusetts uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster. Yeah. And you can't even get us co- like a good cup of coffee upstairs in the break room no i can't i can't get you bumpkiss i can't get you anything although the cinnabon uh uh keurig uh, marty was enjoying very much oh was he really i every every time i come down here i'm like oh it smells like a cinnabon in here and he's like <laughs> it's cinnabon coffee you have it upstairs i'm like see you discover new things when yeah. new people come in here but i i understand your frustration i mean it's like uh enough yeah. enough you, please uh please believe me when i tell you i have nothing to give you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to make my own Rock 102 merchandise and start selling it myself because you can make money off it. Yeah. Well, that's, if you guys aren't going to sell it, I might as well hey, sell that's, it. Th- th- nothing wrong with that. Hey, the original Western Mass Home and Garden Show is coming to the Big E this week, uh, March 23rd to the 26th. So what is that? Thursday? Thursday uh, through uh, through Sunday. You can learn all you could ever possibly want to learn by going to West uh, westernmasshomeshow.com. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets right now to the 10th caller at 293 1021 tickets to the home show for you on Rock 102. I have uh, I've won a Heidi West's old t-shirt. It smells like <laughs> <laughs> smells like uh, unicorns and, and rainbows uh, and, and lack of interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like it interest, seemed like but interest. it wasn't real interest. Uh, it smells like sweet and low because it was fake as f. <laughs> We have a contest, don't we? Yes, we we do. It's 857 of Rock 102. Yeah, Let's go.